All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Con Job. And uh, sorry, we're coming at you a little later than our normal uh, normal Tuesday drop time. Uh, we had uh, some issues with getting uh, our our interview e on with us. Um, so, what we're going to do this week is a review of this past weekend's Captain's Comic Expo that was in Charleston, South Carolina. And we're going to bring on the promoter of the show. His name's Mike. He was on uh, a few weeks back to uh, kind of promote the show. And before we bring him on to do a recap, uh, Alexa and I are just going to give a review from our standpoint. So without further ado, Alexa. Hola. Top of the morning. Or um, top yeah. of the evening, actually, yeah. <laughs> almost top of the morning because yes. it's like super late. Yes. <clears throat> so um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, talk about captains. This was your first yeah. year doing it, and uh, it was. This was our third year doing it, and obviously times have changed. But uh, give us give us your four one one. Well, I don't know uh, if you know this or not, but I hate bridges. <laughs> And the very first thing that I had to do to get to this place was drive over this gigantic bridge. So I'm, I was like, <sighs> isn't there a, isn't there a big one in St. Louis? I mean, not really. No. Okay. No, no, no. And I don't live in St. Louis anymore. Remember? No, I know. Uh, I just know you had to cross one somewhere in life. No, I, I had to cross lots of bridges. <laughs> some of them I've burned, some of them I haven't. So, um, no, the show, you know, I, I thought it, it, it's a cute little show. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's held in in Mount Pleasant, right outside of Charleston. Um, you know, it's in a um, gosh, what what is that? Is that a, a a Shriners Shriners Hall? I think. You know, I don't even know what that what that hall is, but it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's like a Shriner or a Kiwanis Hall. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a good size space. Um, you know, the load in is like the simplest load in ever. Yeah, they have um, a real you, big door. <laughs> yeah, they, they've door got two huge. real big doors. Yeah, and you just roll right in, and you, you bring your stuff up, and boom, there you go. Um, but, you know, I, I I dug everything about it. You know, it's funny because I know uh, this year he had he had mentioned that you know there's going to be some spacing with the with the tables, you know, the vendors and whatnot. I, I felt like it was exactly the same because they always gave everybody a, a, a way more space than you need. You know, there's right. you're you may be right next to somebody, but by next to someone, I mean you're you're 12 to 15 feet away from them. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's, uh, yeah. I and the and the aisles I always thought were plenty wide enough, so I didn't think he had to make any changes. So um, I guess we'll, when we bring him on, we'll 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 get some info on that and see what he thought. Yeah, yeah. I thought the I thought the aisles were were bigger than most of the shows that I've done, like since all this started. So. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, what did you think as far as the rules went? Like, uh, obviously, masks were required, right? Um, you know, the I I didn't see anybody walking around like any of the attendees. Um, I didn't see any of them with their their masks down or off. Um, every once in a while, you'd you'd see like somebody you know, move around their mask and, you know, pop down and hang out for a second. And they'd have the little, little nose peak. Yeah. As you say, like they itch their nose or something, you know, something like that. Yeah. And they put, I mean, I was guilty of having it, having to itch my nose a couple of times because I had, you know, hair that would get into my mask or 
but it was it was one of the most consistent groups I've seen so far um, as far as you know keeping keeping the masks up um, you know there was I there was one person that I can think of that uh, that was not really keen on on keeping their mask up and I'm not sure what happened there but I know you know I know that there was there was at least one person but one person out of a ton of people that came to that event <clears throat> yeah no I I I didn't see anybody I mean like you said I I did see one or two people kind of literally pull it down do a quick it knows itch pop it back up I didn't see anybody eating you know, walking around and like, uh, you know, like eating a burger, for example, or fries and pull it down, put it in their mouth. And I didn't see any of that. I know. Uh, yeah, I think I think you had to eat outside. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was required that you had to be outside to eat. So um, so that that's so that was good. But, you know, I think the size of the hall was very conducive for that sort of thing. <clears throat> it wasn't like so ginormous that it's going to take you 20 minutes to walk around and everything. I mean, you could have done a leisurely stroll and. uh and probably got through the whole thing in a good, you know, up and down every aisle in probably 20 minutes. And that's, you know, I thought that's, that was a very good size. You know, there was plenty of things to look at, plenty of things to, to walk around, but I thought that uh, it wasn't too big to where you didn't feel like, Oh crap, I'm going to go out and eat. And now I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get lost because now I got to start over or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and there was a good variety at the show. Like, I was, I was actually impressed. Yeah, that was another thing I was gonna say. Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, I, I was impressed with the the fact that you know there were a lot of artists at the show. Um, you know, there was a lot of artists and handcraft and stuff. But there was toy vendors. There were, you know, there was a, a retro video game place. There was a place that had uh, um, plasma cuts. Um, yeah, different, uh, different metal sculptures. That yeah, that was cool. Were, they had like Marvel stuff and, and yeah, like Batman and yeah, yeah. It was almost like stained glass, but with metal. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, we almost um, we almost got something for Max there with this big Spider Man thing, but we wound up not doing yeah. it. They they had uh, they had a bunch of like the, 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 the everybody there had had some good stuff. I'm I'm actually really upset that I did not walk around sooner. Um, a guy was walking around with a, a fivel. Oh wow! That he had found a, pl- a plush Fievel, and I loved Fievel as a kid. So I was like, "Oh man, I would have loved to have had that Fievel." Fievel goes west. I know the. I know it well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But um, and I know like obviously for the food because it was you had to be outside. They had food trucks, and um, they uh, they had this uh, this one place. I, I I still can't remember the name, but it was like dog and duck or ducks and. Some, but they had this this kind of sauce. I'm gonna ask Mike about it when we bring him on. It had this sauce that they have. It's like their whatever their homemade sauce. It's amazing. But <clears throat> I digress. I'm sorry. I <laughs> it was that. I, good. I had the uh, I had the other food truck. I can't remember remember the name of them to save my life. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I ended up I I had their their footlong hot chili dog. Okay. Um, and it was it was good. Uh, you know I I was happy that. Uh, you know that they they at least had food trucks there because, you know, it's a it's nice to not have to pay you know, at whole prices regardless. Yeah, I was actually going to say that too. It was cool to not get you know like a bur- I got that it was a double cheeseburger with that sauce and it was eight dollars. Whereas if we're at like a normal con, that's like fourteen bucks. You know? Oh please, that's like thirty seven dollars. What are you talking? about? Yeah, right. Exactly. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, no, overall, overall though, what were your thoughts on, you know, how the show went in terms of attendees and buying and, you know, our normal stuff? Um, I mean, we, we were so close to each other, so we'll probably have, you know, some of the same, some of the th- same thoughts, but, you know, I thought Saturday morning, um, Saturday morning was insane because they had a line to the road and, you know, it was, a, it was a steady stream of people coming in for the first two hours and, you know, it was, it was busy and not like, Oh my gosh, look at how busy it is. It's like Disney at rope drop. No, it's not that busy. It's, it was, it was, you know, people, they were just walking around and they were doing their thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the, when you say the steady line, right before we, it opened, uh, you know, it opened at what, 10 or 11, 10 on, cause 10, it was a two day show. It opened at 10 on Saturday before it opened about nine 50 or so I walked outside just to check the temperature. Cause you know, Floridians, it's kind of chilly. It was like 50. So I had earmuffs and you know, gloves on, but then in, was, in your snow gear. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had uh what are they called? Bibs. I had bibs on just in case, but uh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> um, there was a line out the door and around the corner. I would say there was probably two, 300 people in line waiting to get in but 10 minutes or which which was you know what more could you ask for for something like that you know what i mean so right and i i think you know we always talk about breaking the ice you know when do you break the ice i i broke the ice in the first 20 minutes right yeah which was fantastic um and i I, you know i broke the ice in the first 20 minutes on sunday as well so you know they were in there they were buying um people were excited that was that was something that you know I, I talked to this one this one customer for probably twenty minutes, and they were just you know telling me how excited they were that that you know they were doing this because they've been so bored and they wanted to do something and they haven't been able to and just on and on and on and on and on. So it was it was kind of nice. Yeah, no, I agree. And we actually, um, you know, we we bring you know we bring our regular art prints and whatnot, but we also bring originals to to the shows and. We got a lot of uh, a lot of um, interest in the in the uh, originals, and someone actually bought one, which was nice. You know, as as an artist, I, I mean, I don't know because my wife's the the artist, but it's kind of special, you know, when you sell when you sell one of the originals because that's you know there's only one of them, so it was right. uh, yeah. So that was, that's always a good feeling. You know, she takes a picture with whoever buys it so that she can always kind of keep keep to see who you know what home they went to and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, as far as breaking the ice, like you said, that uh, first sale came quick on both days. There was, I mean, the attendance I thought was phenomenal Saturday. It was at what, I guess right around noon, one o'clock, I would say it was, it was pretty packed in there. I know they had, um, I spoke to the guy at the door and they were, uh, they were, they, they capped it off. I can't remember what the number was. I think he said 500 at any one time. And they were just under that. It was like sound of four eighty. I can't. I can't remember exactly, but it was. I think the capacity was five hundred, um, and they were just under it at one point, which I thought was great because for that size of hall, I, I, that number that's that's a good number, and it was it was busy. Right. And the good thing, well, and that that number always included vendors. Yes, exactly. Yes, sorry. But I thought it, the good thing about that, you know, obviously the people being there, you know, who knows, maybe they're just happy to be out, but they were buying, which yeah. from our standpoint, that's obviously what we want. It's great to have a bunch of looky-loos, you know, or barnacles, but, you know, the, the people were buying, which is what, you know, what we're there for. So that, that's always a good, a good sight and a good feeling. 
Yeah, no, I, I noticed that too. The uh, most people, they, if they looked for more than, you know, a minute, typically they were buyers. Um, there weren't, a, it didn't feel like there was a lot of people there that didn't have stuff in their hands. Um, because that's something that I always pay attention to. Too. Right. Right. I know that's something you always tell me, look at their hands, look at their hands. They're all empty. Yep. So. Yep. Or look at their hands. They all have a print and that's it. A single print. <laughs> right. Yeah, no glass. We want them to buy glassware as well. Exactly. Yes. Or or at least something yeah. that's like just something. I don't even care. <laughs> that's multiples. Right, right. Um yeah, I'm trying to think. What else uh what else we want to cover? Um, you know, I, I, I the load in was easy, the loadout was super si- simple. Yeah. Um, you know, the the show ended at what, four o'clock? Four o'clock, yeah. Um, you know, on Sunday. So it was really nice the, the one thing i will say about these guys you know we questioned their you know the show ending what time did it end on, on, on saturday what five. was it five yeah. yeah and we questioned that we were like why why did we open at 10 and, and close at five but by four o'clock <clears throat> like it was slow well on saturday it's funny because the he came by our booth on saturday and we were kind of I, I asked him about it you know i was like hey is it five or six and he said you know, over the years we've done, uh, cause this was what their 13th year, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. he said, you know, we've, we've really tinkered with that, that time. And we've noticed that, you know, five o'clock is really that, that buffer. He's like, you know, some years you'll get to like five thirty where it really just kind of dies. And he's like, why make the vendors stay later? Why make the people stay later? He's like, just cut it out at five and they know they have to get their stuff in by five, you know? And he said that, that seemed to be the right, right in the sweet spot of, um, uh, what the feedback he was getting from both vendors and um, attendees. So that's why he kept it at five. And then the four o'clock one, I think is great because <clears throat> as you said, it started to die down. Right. And four o'clock's a good, it's, it's Sunday. You know, you can, if, if you're heading home, which we did, which is what is seven and a half hour drive. We were in the car before five. We're on the road. You know what I mean? We were able to make it back home. You know, and then, I mean, if, and if people are staying overnight, you still got a little bit of your Sunday to go explore Charleston, you know? Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what we did. Um, Sunday night, you know, we went, we had, uh, we had dinner, we, we explored some of the culinary uh, aspects of uh, Charleston. You're welcome for us. You know, yes. (laughs) Well, yeah, that was on Monday. Um, That was, that was an interesting, uh, interesting venue. We did, uh, you know, there, there's, I, I will say the 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 crazy thing. There's so much food in Charleston. Um, you know, I, you guys did. What did you guys do on Saturday night? What was it? Husk. Oh, Saturday. Oh, night. was it? No, Saturday night we went. Yeah, to, Saturday night. It was called Soul S O L. It was literally right next to our hotel, and it was phenomenal. And we we did. You know, we went to a grits place, right. um, and you know they it, it was amazing as well. You know, Sunday night we we did this random. Um, little like um, like a local bar that had food again delicious food um, and then you know Monday night we did husk but we did like this random uh, uh, you know place that sold crepes um, and they were really good just all the food that we had there the entire time was delicious so if you, uh, if you Charleston, make sure to get some food there yes yes but no, overall, I, I I would come back. It was a great value for you know for what I paid. I think in a non-COVID year, it would be a phenomenal 
you know, buffer event, you know, something, you know, that, uh, you know, that you could do on a weekend that there's not like, a obviously not a major show that, you know, you can't make the choice between. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've told you, I've, I, we've told Mike, like every year that he has that, I'm pretty sure we'll be there. I mean, make, make yeah. that's, I think that's makes favorite place to visit in the United States. Oh, I, <laughs> I agree. She's, she yeah, loves it. So. And I mean, for me, unless there's a, a C2E2 or, you know, yeah, a, exactly. a show mm-hmm. of that nature. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. And he holds it always no, in the I, same time. And I don't think it butts up against anything because it's always, you know, middle to end of February. And there's right. And that's a, that's a great yeah, thing. So we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, but no, I, I was happy with it. And um, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say about that. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's see if we can't uh, can't get Mike on here and uh, and and get his thoughts on on how everything went. All right. All right, and we are here to talk with Mike from Captain's Comics Expo that happened this past weekend in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. So, Mike, welcome back to the show. We appreciate you coming back on. Why don't you uh, Why don't you give us your thoughts on on how how the show went? So I was overall very pleased with this year. Um, I told the people who were helping, um, this was probably going to be the hardest year we ever did. Um, and I think it probably was the hardest year we've ever done. Um, but I think overall it went really, really well. I, I completely agree. I, uh, I thought it was very well, very well run. I, I love the people you have every year. It's, I know majority of them are the same from year to year. Um, and we, it's nice. Is it, is it your dad? That's out front when we first start part. Yeah. It's always nice talking yeah. to him. Cause he always comments on the Disney sticker on the truck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's nice with the, it seems like you have the majority of the same people cause they always come by the booth and you know, we always talk with them and everything and they're always, it's always super nice. So, but, um, I, I thought it was well done, um, in terms of like rules and, and, uh, obviously safety stuff like that. Um, what what did you have to do like i know you said you know there were guidelines put in place so what what were those so the state had a checklist of things that they wanted us to do and and had to fill out with i believe it was the department of revenue um to get kind of approval to do an event um in 2021 um and most of those things seemed fairly logical to me um, but we actually, I feel like our rules were actually a little higher of standard than theirs were. Um, first thing is that, you know, everybody in the venue needed to wear a mask, um, and that's a mask over their nose, chin, and mouth, so we don't have anybody <laughs> sniffers poking out. Um, we needed to make sure that we had adequate spacing for social distancing. Um, our aisles in general were between um, 10 and 14 feet um, so we really didn't have to take out too many tables, um, to feel like we had met all of those things. I think in total, it was something like eight tables that came out, um, just at a couple points that got a little narrow that we just wanted to ensure, um, were kind of wide open landing spaces. Um, we had hand sanitizers in seven or eight places around the venue, um, we had uh, lines to get in the venue were primarily outside. 
um, to make sure that we weren't crowding at like any ticket tables or any kind of choke points like that. Um, we had a big garage kind of bay door open about 10 feet high and probably 15 feet wide, um, which circulated kind of fresh outside air. Cold air. Cold air. It was 50-ish, um, and, and that is colder than we'd love. Um, I know you, you Florida people aren't anything yeah. below 70, um, but... You know, um, we wanted to make sure we had a kind of outside air and that any kind of food or eating activities were done outside um, just to make sure that the people inside weren't, quote, pretending to eat. So they were not wearing a mask when really it was just an excuse not right. to, to do so. Um, we had three or four people walking around the hall reminding people to wear their mask correctly. Um, we had the rest of the staff who were pretty on that as well. Um and then capacity was between 25 and 30% of normal capacity, which was a little, which was right around half of what was recommended. Um, the state recommended 50% capacity. And like I said, we were in that 30% range. Um, so even at that, we tried to be a little more cautious. Um, I feel like if I'm going to put my name on something and I'm going to tell you, like it is as reasonably safe to be at this event as is possible to be anywhere during COVID, then I need to back that up with a, you know, solid action plan and an execution of that. Now, was, was there anybody that came by from the state to kind of make sure that, you know, everything was on the up and up over the weekend? Not during the event. Um, like I said, we had to get pre-approval. We had to pass um, a couple of, of kind of, pre-checklist kind of things um and then once we agreed to that i mean they didn't really come by now we had um a couple of different tv interviews that were kind of walking around and doing that that stuff um there's always everyone's cell phone videos because you know people are going to capture the event as well as you know participate in the event um so I, i felt like whether people showed up or not I mean, like it was all eyes on us and that, you know, if we weren't monitoring those things, we were going to get, you know, get called out on it pretty well. So we, we acted as if they were there, whether or not they actually showed up. Did you notice any, uh, any, you know, lambasting online? Um, so I, I got a lot of grief the past beforehand, of right? Most of it was doing... beforehand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Before... I would say almost all of it was beforehand. Um, you know, I mean, we got everything from telling us that we were, um, monsters for making people wear masks. Um, I was told pretty specifically that I was a greedy SOB who, cared more about making money than I did about killing my customers. Yeah, that was a really nice. Um, nice thing to be told. Um, I, I, I don't know how much the online opinion circle always realizes that when you're talking to small business, you're not talking to somebody in a customer service desk who, you know, works for a company who not really involved. I mean, like you're talking to the people who run it and who put their time and their love and their passion into it. So, you know, it's a little more biting because it actually gets to, you know, to the people involved a bit. Um, and, you know, and then we got plenty of people who would, you know, who would kind of 
proclaim that it wasn't safe and they weren't coming or, or would, you know, make those kind of vocal online gestures. Um, but, you know, at, I knew it was one of those things that honestly, if we stuck to the plan, if we executed it well, if the people who came actually followed the rules and, you know, and, and used common sense and, and what they agreed to do by coming into the event, um, that we could do it in a way that we'd be proud of. Um, and, you know, when I was there, I had more people than I could count who told me how grateful they were that we did it um, because they missed feeling normal. They missed seeing their friends. They missed looking at things. They missed having things to be excited about. Um, you know, this is a pretty isolating year and a pretty lonely year. And there are a lot of things that get taken away. And so, you know, we wanted this to be something that people could could look forward to and accomplish and feel normal for a, you know, a few hours in an afternoon. Yeah, no. And I, uh, <clears throat> I applaud you for, for going through with it. Cause, uh, yeah, we, you know, we, we, we've said it before how much we enjoy coming up there and just doing a con in general is, uh, you know, it, it, it felt <clears throat> other than seeing people with masks on, it felt, you know, kind of normal again for a little while, which was, which has been a nice feeling. I was, I was joking with one of the artists about it, and he said, you know, doing conventions is almost like joining the circus. You know, like, you go to a different town every week or two, and you see, you know, a bunch of new faces, but there's always those crazy weirdos that you also kind of work with, and they all have their own little setups and their own booth. You know, a lot of people that I know make a living off of doing conventions. And, you know, when you can't do that for a year that's a pretty big, you know, hit. So, you know, even our show on the smaller scale, as far as a convention goes, you know, I think it's nice to, to reclaim that little bit of normalcy and to get back to the thing that, you know, that you're passionate about and you love that, you know, pays the bills and keeps right, you fed. Right. No, I, I, I completely agree. It's, we always, we talk about it um, quite often is that we're carnies of a different kind of circus. We say it all the time because it's very similar. It's a different town, you know, for the most part, it's, it's, yep. you know, the same people we're seeing, you know, there's a, you know, a lot of familiar faces, which is nice from our side. And then obviously each town has its yeah. own types of types of people, you know, you know, it's different cities are, are good for different things. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it was nice. Well, I mean, and, and it's one of those things that, you know, I appreciate you, Ryan, because you've done the show with me before and you know how I run it on another on other years. And, you know, the trust that you put in me and, you know, and Megan put in me of saying, OK, when it's not a covid year, he runs his show well. He has good people. He you know, he honors his word. He doesn't you know, he's not playing dirty tricks and cheap tricks. So you can take more of a chance coming to one of my events when it's a little more when it matters more you know and alexa coming and setting up after you know hearing from ryan and you know us chatting a little bit and saying okay like i'm gonna take a chance on you know on this show and on these people and say okay you know like that's a you know that's a humbling thing and that's something that i think has to be earned um there will definitely be shows this year that I will not go to or will be more hesitant to go to because I've met the people who run it or I've seen how it's been run in the past and I just don't trust that they will live to those standards. 
Um, and, and so, you know, I appreciate the, the customers and the vendors and the artists and everyone who, you know, trusted me to, to, to honor what I said I would do. Yeah, uh, no, we appreciate it. <clears throat> so with that, with that <laughs> said though, did you, did you have a lot of, uh, vendors or even guests that, uh, that decided not to do the show? I mean, vendor wise, I would say a very large portion were gung ho and excited about it from the announcement. Um, I would say my typical percentage of people who return as a vendor side of things is probably something like 85%. Like I, I, I end up having a really consistent group of vendors. Um, and I don't feel like it was any different this year. You know, the occasional one or two drop out, the one or two drop in. Um, but I feel like vendor wise, we were pretty consistent. Um, artist wise, we had a lot more turnover than we normally do. Um, artisan crafts wise, um, we had a lot more turnover than we normally do. Um, and some of that was initial as far as people who right off the bat just said, Hey, I'm not doing shows until I have a vaccine or I'm not doing shows until, you know, sometime down the road. Um, and then we had a very good number who backed out in February, um, which is, you know, a lot harder to plan around um, just because it's harder to find replacements, you know, shorter times out. Um, but like I say, vendor wise, very consistent artist wise, a lot more turnover. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me with what I, just what I've seen in the groups that we're part of um, you know, that's, it's much more, much more artist heavy that they're not doing shows this year that they, you know, that they're planning on doing this or that, or they've got a full-time gig and they don't have to do shows, which gosh, that would be so nice. Um, so yeah, no, it, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, I have a full-time gig. I mean, we have the store that's now open seven days a week. Um, and I'm still excited to do shows. Like I probably do, six to eight a year not a ton but you know a, a you know four in the spring four in the fall um and i i miss them like i enjoy going and, and meeting new people and and you know smiling at people with my eyes yeah. i guess now and you know seeing the seeing the the cast of regulars and talking about what we're doing and sharing stories about what cool books have come in or what neat toys we've got to pick up like i like doing shows and, and, you know, making new friends. So I'm, I'm excited to get, you know, to do a couple here and a couple there. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, you know, for people who don't feel comfortable or don't have to do them or, you know, aren't as income dependent on them. I mean, it's, you know, where, where we are. Yeah. Unfortunately. So. Well, I want the people who are out there to be excited, you know, I don't want someone to feel obligated to come and, you know, and show up and be scared and miserable. I mean, there is a vibe that people bring to the table. And if, you know, if people feel like they're stuck coming or, you know, unsafe being there, I mean, like it can bring the mood down. Um, so, you know, we're, we're happy to happy to participate with the people who are enthusiastic and excited to do it. Well, we were just talking about, you know, excited to do shows. I'm, I'm excited to do shows, but I'm excited to do your show next year. Um, have you, do you have any, uh, any plans churning yet for it? Or are you going to take some downtime, uh, and then, uh, then get back to the planning stages? He's going to Disney. He's going to well, Disney. Well, besides Come going on. to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> you 
gotta we gotta run away. My kids were get mad at me now. They're getting old enough to notice that hey, you're having fun and I'm not there. What's the deal, Dad? Um, so we're gonna run away to Disney World for a couple of days. But um, no, I mean usually the only thing I do this early in the year is to lock in the venue and dates um, and then to start talking to artists and special guests. Sometimes you want to have kind of a, a nice warm conversation when it comes time to, to really lock them in for the event. And then we start really getting more into it in August and September um, as far as reaching out to the vendors from the previous year, kind of locking everybody back in for the following and then um, opening it up to people who are, you know, haven't done it in the year prior. So I got a good, I'd say a good six months off for really planning it. But I mean, honestly, the wheels are always <coughs> turning our t-shirt for 2021. I came up with in 2019. Um, you know, there's always, there's always something going on. Um, to do. Yeah. I meant things. to pick one of those up. I was kind of upset that I forgot. Send me your, send me the address. I'll oh, mail you one. Really, I appreciate that. <laughs> I saw everybody wearing it. I was like, I'm gonna grab one. I'm gonna grab one. And then we, you know, we pack up and leave because we came straight home. So, yep. Yeah, you know, I, I saw this is kind of random, but I, I saw that um, you've got a free comic book day event that's that's going to happen, but it's not the the weekend of uh, you know of, of the first weekend in May. When when was that again? So free comic book day is traditionally the first weekend in May. That's the big um, Marvel kickoff weekend. Um, that's been a free comic book day for however for as long as I can now. remember. Um, I mean, it's, I think it's something like 30 years. It's, it's been a while. Um, now free comic book day is going to be August the 14th. Um, and I, I think the reason that they did that is they just wanted to go ahead and get out in front of free comic book day in general and say all right let's do something instead of at the beginning of the summer let's do it at the end of the summer hopefully by august you know the majority of people will be vaccinated we can start doing events um in a more regular fashion i mean it may still like i say august is a long way away um but i actually was really glad they did it this way we um had a free comic book day light is what i called it last year around that time um, and so we had more of an outside the store event with like tents in the parking lot and sidewalk sales. And we literally just based the tables out with half the product up and down, uh, you know, five different shops in front of them. Cause they were all closed that day. Um, so I like the idea that we're doing it. I think pushing it back to the end of August gives us a little more time to, to buffer out the safety, have, you know, ability to do it a little bigger. Well, and let's be honest, it's going to help, uh, help everybody recover a little financially too. Cause I mean, free comic book day is a great revenue generator for you guys. Oh yeah. Free comic book day mm -hmm. is our biggest day of the year. I mean, we are there from eight in the morning till eight in the evening. Um, I usually have two to three people on a busy day at the store. And on that day, we usually have nine people working at a time. Um, and I mean, we give out thousands of books. So when you go from seeing, you know, 15 to 40 people in a day and you see a, thousand, that's a pretty nice, that's um, a pretty that's nice a, bump. That's a, that's a, yeah. that's a big day. You don't right, get right. tired at the end of that day. 
And you, All right. well, I was gonna say you, no, go you ahead. said you had like people around walking around uh, policing the masks. Um, personally, I didn't see any. I mean, I know we were where we were. I, I felt like it was in a pretty good spot. Like I, I feel like we got to see, you know, everybody. I, I was, I'd mentioned it to Alexa. Like I didn't see anybody with their mask, even just even their nose showing. You know, I don't know. I was wondering if you had heard, you know, if you had seen or you had heard from any of the people that you had walking around, if they had, you know, had mentioned, hey, this is, you know, it's been bad or like I've had to tell, you know, 10 different people or what. No, I mean, it, I I told a couple people, but honestly, the people I told, it was pretty, pretty minor, like somebody who has taken a picture up on stage who pulled their mask off to take a picture. And I had to remind them, like, look. I understand you're taking your mask off for five seconds to take a photo, but when you take a photo and then post it online, it makes it look like we didn't have people wearing masks right. at the event, and that's not okay. You know, we had someone drawing caricatures, and we literally put the seat that they sit in outside in the bay door. So that way, if they had their mask off for a bit while he was drawing their mouth or their face or whatever, like, they were literally outside. So, you know, like, like every once in a while, you'd walk by and be like, hey, he's already done he's already done you and you're just hanging out next to it. Pull your mask back up. You know, there's a couple of vendors who, you know, aren't used to wearing masks because they work inside or they work in areas that aren't as worried about that, that you have to remind every once in a while. But I mean, I, I mean, I'm, you figure, I think we had about 1500 people in the building through the two days. And I'd say we had to kind of watch yeah, three okay. people. I mean, three out of fifteen hundred is really pretty, pretty minor in the grand scheme of things. And even that, it was much more of a like, all right, kid, pull your mask up. Yeah, and, you know, kind of, kind of roll their eyes a little and do it, and then you know, you just keep an eye on them, that kind of thing. So, I mean, like I said, out of out of well over a thousand, fifteen hundred people, to have to remind two or three people, or you know, just kind of, just kind of smile at people here and there and make sure they remember. And I mean, it was it was really pretty well behaved and self policed without us having to do a whole. Lot. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. And Alexa, do you have anything else? Because I have one more small thing. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I know this has nothing to do with the review of the show, but that uh, the food trucks. The I can't remember the name of it. it was like dogs and ducks or something duck duck their yep. whatever sauce they put on that burger it's called duck sauce but it's in quotation marks because it's not like the yep. the Chinese food duck sauce the lady said it's like seventeen different ingredients it is literally the most amazing thing I've ever eaten I just I just wanted to throw that out. I don't know that <laughs> place at all but I was like oh that stuff was so good so sorry. <laughs> They are a small restaurant group in Charleston, um, and the owner of the restaurant actually was out at the event working the truck. He um, shops with me here and there, um, and he is just super on and dedicated and loves doing this event. He'll come the day before and mark out his space. He'll plan meals for, you know, for the staff and the volunteers. Like, he is on it. Um, the other truck was yes. the Three Matadors truck. Um, and I had their macaroni and cheese and barbecue just kind of bowl um, Saturday, and it was it was <laughs> heaven. Like walking, I don't think I sat down for something like seven hours, and 
you know, like sitting on a on a sidewalk, like on a yeah. parking stump, like shoving my face full of macaroni and cheese and barbecue was like the the absolute greatest thing you could possibly do when you're that tired and hungry. So I mean, it was it was great. They, you know, I was hoping it would be a little warmer because we had a dessert truck that was supposed to come out, um, and we did have a snow cone truck the second day. So. You know, when you're when you're a little dehydrated after three days of running around, like just just devouring a snow cone is, is a pretty good way. To yeah. Back up. Yeah, no, that was good. I think next year we won't have to make reservations for Husk. We'll just make sure we go to that uh, dog and duck place. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to go to Grace and Grits because uh, that place was delicious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Charleston has a really good culinary program at the schools down here, um, but there's only so much real estate in downtown Charleston because it's all, you know, like four inches above sea level, and whenever it rains, it floods, and the buildings are all old, and everything is expensive, and so, like, our food truck game is really, really strong because you've got all these people who are really talented who are like, you know, I can't get a place to be permanently, but I can throw it in the back of a truck and travel to you, and, and so we've had some fantastic food that, that that's really cool the area that's yeah that's a good idea <clears throat> um so mike yep. um do you have anything else you want to add before we let you go no i like to say i i appreciate you guys you know coming out and participating in the show um with the people that are you know listening and considering going to events you know use common sense and logic are the people who are running the events are they posting reasonable rules um, have you been to events before that you felt like were, you know, safe and organized and well run? Do the people, you know, do they have they earned your trust? Um, and if they have earned your trust and you feel safe and comfortable going, then, you know, go have a good time. Um, if you don't feel safe and comfortable going, then, you know, skip it for the year, you know, send your encouragement, let them know that you love them and you're excited for them and, you know, you miss them. Um, you know, this is a, this is a year with a lot of negativity. So make sure you're, you know, sending out that encouragement and being encouraging for the people who are, you know, who are putting their heart and their soul and their time and their money into the events that make you smile. Well said, well said. All right, Alexa, you got anything else to add? No, no. I think, uh, I think we, we covered the gamut of what we wanted to talk about. So, uh, thank you, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. I am always happy to come on and chat and, you know, give my armchair quarterback at my tiny little corner of knowledge. So you know, if there's ever anything else up that I am relevant to, or, you know, someone doesn't want to, or can't participate and you need a guest host, you know, I don't want to steal your job permanently, but I, 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 I like that. I like that. I appreciate we like it. it. We like it. All right. Well, thanks again for, uh, for coming on and uh, doing the review with us, Mike, and we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Well, so we just got the news today that Phoenix uh, postponed. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? Uh, you know, it, it's frustrating. You know, seeing like all these all these shows that are there's still a good ways out canceling, and I mean, I get it. You know, Phoenix uh, Phoenix is in a you know it's a it's a large city. There's going to be a lot of people there. Um, but man, that's frustrating. Well, they, the, they strategically use the word postpone, though, right? Yeah, that that's the frustrating part. That's the that's you know, what I, I wanted to get into. Yeah, I, uh, man, I 
I keep seeing, you know, all these conventions postpone and, you know, I, and when I we was, say that we have to say it's in quotation marks. Yeah. Postpone. Yeah. B- because at the end of the day, it, it's not postponed. It's canceled. You know, this right. selective verbiage that a lot of promoters are using and it promoters, if you're out there listening, look, we're, we're frustrated as vendors. We're, we're looking at these, these conventions and, you know, the, the, the way that the wording is in our contracts is that, you know, if it's postponed, blah, blah, blah. And you guys are using that as the crutch and we get it. You know, there's not a lot of money, you know, out there for refunds, but you got to think there are vendors that have money in from two years ago now. Right. Right. And that's, that's, uh, the, the credit or the uh, the interest accruing on our credit cards for those shows is uh, over two years is getting to be pretty long, right? I mean, look at look at the people that paid for Phoenix in 2019. The the people that paid for that show at the show, right? Now they've had their money rolled over to 20, you know, from 2020 to 2021, and they've canceled 2021, and it's going to happen in 2022. Yes, which is a cancellation, not a postponement. And that's the part that – and in their note, they didn't even mention anything about uh, about refunds. No. So, yeah, um, it just says, you know, everyone who's uh, – we hope that everyone who's slated to appear will be able to attend the new dates. I know it might be too early for you to know your schedule, so I'll follow up in September. So who knows? Maybe in September they're going to offer because this – this was sent out. It says it'll be announced to the general public later this morning, and this was at noon. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen in September, but I can only hope that they at least offer the ability to get a refund or the option. Yeah, because, I mean, th- there's vendors that have thousands upon thousands of dollars tied up in a lot of these shows. And there, there are companies that, you know, they can keep my money for as long as they need because I know that those shows are going to happen. But there are other companies, and I'm not going to lie, you know, I, I question Phoenix, you know, with, with how drastic the drop in attendance has been for them over the last couple of years. You know, I, I question whether or not, you know, that's a show that's going to be viable next year. You know, are we just going to see them disappear? Or, right. you know, is it going to be, you know, so, something else? And that's the case with all these shows that are, you know, for lack of a better term, postponing. We don't know if you're going to be around. Luckily, Denver was one of the ones that came out and said, hey, we're probably not going to be here. So we're sending all your money back. Yeah. And that, that was, you know what, that was like, honestly, that was the best thing they could have ever done. Um, yeah. You know, because it, now everyone's going to want to do it. If they were to come back, everyone's going to want to go back and do it again. Yeah. You know, so it's like. You don't run the risk of of, pe- of losing people other than if people just go out of business in the meantime. But anybody who's still in business is going to want to do that show. Exactly. So, all right. Well, I think we made uh, we made our point on where we stand with that. So, um, <laughs> Frustrated, angry, yes. and wanting refunds. 